Welcome to Men Alive, where we examine biblical principles for conforming to the image of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks. Our teacher is my longtime friend, Dr. Jim Cunningham, a consultant in adult education and teacher of Go Teach Global. Jim, you and I have been to the land of Israel many times, the same land where our Lord Jesus Christ lived on earth. We have Palestinian Christian friends at Bethlehem Bible College in Bethlehem, and we have secular Israeli Jewish friends in Israel. And you and your family lived in Jerusalem for a whole year while you did research for your doctoral degree. How do various Christians view the Jews today? Paul, few topics on earth have as many diverse opinions as how people view the Jews. It's amazing to me how many Christians either love them or want nothing to do with them. As Christians, you and I follow a Jewish Messiah, Jesus of Nazareth, who fulfilled a few hundred prophecies by Jewish prophets about his arrival and what he would do. This same Jewish Messiah had 12 Jewish disciples who sacrificed their lives to tell people that Jesus had risen from the dead and was now alive as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. On the day the Holy Spirit arrived, 50 days after Christ returned to heaven, some 3,000 people were saved, virtually all Jews. Then another group of 5,000 were saved. Then all the believers, primarily Jewish, were meeting regularly at the temple in the area known as Solomon's Colonnade. That could reportedly hold up to 20,000 people. Then a great persecution broke out, and Christ's Jewish followers were dispersed throughout Judea and Samaria to the uttermost part of the world. We Christians owe our very existence to the first Jewish martyrs who gave their lives so we could hear the good news that Jesus' death fulfilled the law and gained our salvation. But why do you think there is such animosity against the Jews? The answer is relatively simple. At the beginning of creation, there was a war in heaven between God and his archangel Lucifer. Lucifer wanted to rule heaven, and God cast him out down to earth to live as a prince of the power of the air, the spirit of disobedience. Then God set out to redeem mankind. How? By choosing a group of people to be his chosen race, through whom he would bring a redeemer to earth, a Messiah, God's own son, Emmanuel, a sinless man who would pay the price for our salvation with his shed blood on the cross as the perfect Passover lamb. God's plan led to the beginning of the Christian church. However, the invisible spiritual battle continues between Satan and the Lord of Heaven's armies. Satan hates God's chosen people and continues to try and turn others, including Christians, against the Jews. Through church history, There have been basically five ways Christians perceive Jews. Jews are rejected, replaced, restored, redeemed, or recovered. Let's begin with the rejected view. 
This view says that Jews were rejected by God because they rejected his son. This can lead to an almost anti-Jewish attitude, perhaps even viewing Jewish people as evil conspirators who plotted the death of Jesus Christ. In its extreme view, Jews have no right to exist, as in Hitler's view. Rejectionists believe Christians are now the new chosen people. The Jews are finished. God has rejected them and Israel in favor of his church, his royal priesthood, his holy nation of Christians. Some Christians teach we need to detach ourselves from the Old Testament and focus only on the teachings of Jesus. My wife, Rita, and I try to read through the Bible once a year. It takes us nine months until the end of September to read through the Old Testament. That is 75% of our Bible. We usually start reading Matthew around October 1st. After many years of reading Scripture, Rita and I totally embrace the teachings of both the Old and New Testament as an integral part of God's Word. We believe the Abrahamic covenant described in Romans chapters 9, 10, and 11 is still in effect for the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Jews. My concern is that once we discard the Old Testament, we move towards that murky theology of the red-letter Christian view, meaning that Jesus is the Word of God, so therefore only the words of Jesus are truly the words of God, so only the red-letter words are God's Word in those Bibles that record Jesus' words in red. More awkward yet, is the teaching that the epitome of all words taught by Jesus was his Sermon on the Mount. Therefore, we should primarily study Matthew chapters 5, 6, 7 and pass all other scripture through the filter of that message. I believe the whole Bible is the Word of God as stated in 2 Timothy 3.16. You are listening to Men Alive with Dr. Jim Cunningham from Go Teach Global. At the end of the program, we'll share how and where you can get a copy of this program and ask your questions or make your comments. You've explained the rejected view, Jim. What are the other four views? The replacement view believes the Christian church replaced the Jews and now receives all the blessings promised to the Jews. They view the Jews as just regular, ordinary sinners who need to be saved by grace, no special concessions, no eternal covenant relationship. They rejected Christ. They're out of God's plan. They've been replaced by the Christian church. This group tends to view Israel as a counterfeit state that has no reason or right to exist today. That's the essence of the replacement view. The restored view believes Jews will be restored by the Messiah when he returns to earth at the end of this age. They see the Jews as the root of the olive tree into which Christians have been grafted. Our role as Christians is to love Jews and respect them, provoke them to jealousy, and leave it to the Messiah to decide what to do with them when he returns. Most believe that Jews and Israel will have some special restored status in the new kingdom that Messiah sets up on earth. The redeemed view 
believes Jews have an eternal covenant with God as his special people, chosen by God. They have special rights in God's plan, so we are to support them and comfort them while waiting the arrival of their Messiah at the Mount of Olives in Jerusalem with an earthquake in fulfillment of Zechariah 13 and 14. And their Jewish Messiah will just happen to also be our Lord Jesus Christ, the one whom they crucified. Paul, when I lived in Jerusalem, I asked a rabbi friend, if you meet your Messiah on the Mount of Olives and he has holes in his hands and his feet, are we brothers? His typical Jewish answer was, that is the question. Zacharias says, Then I will pour out a spirit of grace and prayer on the family of David and on the people of Jerusalem. They will look on me whom they have pierced and mourn for him as for an only son. And lastly is what I call the recovered or blended view. I believe the Jews stumbled for a season of time, but will one day be brought back into God's eternal plan. For this reason, I respect the seed of Abraham, which will yet turn and be saved someday. The recovered view permits me to have a concern for the Jews, to pray for them, to accept Jesus of Nazareth, but it is not an either-or view. I see both the Old and New Testament as a package covenant with both the Jews and the church being chosen and redeemed by God's amazing grace. It is by grace that I am saved. Grace given to me by God when I was dead in my sin, through faith. That faith was given to me by God since dead men can have no faith. And that not of myself. There was no effort or works I had to do or laws I had to keep or rituals to perform. It was a gift of God so that I cannot boast. I owe my salvation and my life to Jesus Christ. Yes, the Jews have suffered. Yes, the Jews have developed a survivor mentality. And yes, the Jews have been persecuted. But they remain God's chosen people. There is a scene in the classic movie Fiddler on the Roof where the hero, Tevye, is having a bad day. His horse has gone lame and he's been given orders by the authorities to move out of his village. He pauses, looks up to the sky, and says to an unseen God, I know we are the chosen people, but couldn't you have chosen someone else? In the recovered, blended view, the Jews have a destiny in the kingdom of God as a distinct people and a distinct nation. They remain his chosen people in an internal covenant relationship made by God that can never be broken. The Jews are a people with whom God is not yet done. They will see the salvation of the Lord, 2 Corinthians 3, 11 to 18, says, All of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. The British writer William Ewer once wrote, How odd of God to choose the Jews. But odder yet are those who choose a Jewish God, but hate the Jews. 
One friend asked me, was Jesus still Jewish when he rose from the dead? Of course he was. And had he not fulfilled the Jewish prophecies, his Jewish disciples would never have gone to the ends of the earth to preach the gospel, baptize them, and teach them to obey. Obey what? Obey all of Christ's teachings. Jesus never taught anyone to hate Jews. Our goal, men, is found in 2 Corinthians 3.18, to allow the Holy Spirit to make us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. For a printed copy of this program's teaching or with any questions you may have, email Dr. Jim. His address is menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. Men Alive is a production of Go Teach Global. For more information, go to our website at www.goteachglobal.com. Until next time, I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks, on behalf of Dr. Jim Cunningham, encouraging you to be men alive, conform to the image of Jesus Christ.